Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today we have a stories of high strangeness for you. Um, before we continue, I'm going to close my window. <laughs> uh, before we continue, uh, Michelle told me something last week and she kind of just told me, hey, remind me, I need to talk to you about my tattoos. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> then I've been thinking about that the entire week. And... <laughs> Cause yeah. I, I, so that's, that's the thing about like, if you're going to tell me something, but you don't want to tell me in that moment, just don't tell me like, Oh, but I just knew that I would forget. So I had to tell somebody else that I oh, would okay. remember or so you would, and luckily you would. So I didn't have to remember myself. Yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm very like, like, cause so this happened right now too. Um, I just gave Valeria my old Apple watch mm-hmm. and, um, she was trying to put some, a watch face on it and she asked me how to do it. And, but we were, I was driving. So then. Like, as soon as we got to the parking lot, I was like, okay, look, and then, like, I was trying to show her how to do it, but then, like, we had to get in the store before the deli closed, and then she was like, what time is it? I'm like, oh, it's this, and she's like, well, let's go, because we, the deli, and I was like, but now I'm going to be thinking, like, I thought about it the entire drive, now I'm going to be thinking about it the entire time <laughs> oh we're in gosh. HEB. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, because, like, it's really not, it's really not, like, a super big deal, but I just thought it was weird. That I mean, I know that like grandma's like always on her mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're always thinking about her, but like you know how sometimes she's just like extra on your mind. And uh, I think I might have mentioned, I don't remember, maybe not, maybe this was something else that I want to tell you. So something has been is here, okay? <laughs> um, no, you hadn't like, told me, okay? So, uh I love you, Carlos, but Carlos snores sometimes at night. Not always, but sometimes it's really annoying. So kind of like I'm sure you're familiar with because you snore all the time. You just like, you know what, fuck this. You go to the other room, right? Or Valeria or you or whatever. So I kind of had one of those moments because like I'll usually try and like nudge him. And like if he if that doesn't wake him up subtly, then I'm just like he's not going to wake up. And anyway, all that to say, I was sleeping (laughs) in the spare bedroom (laughs) and I kept like not or like feeling feeling that feeling of like somebody in the room but not just somebody in the room but like somebody all up in my business like all up in my face because I can have that feeling but it's kind of like at a distance like they're standing by the window whatever Mm -hmm. but this was like like one of the attachments that I had where like it felt like he was literally like hey hey wake up wake up wake up and like it was just so in my face and so for lack of a better word, loud, was even though the, I wasn't actually hearing. Like similar to the second to one, the one that I had. Or... Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Oh. It's the second one, mm-hmm. the more recent one. Um, so it was kind of like that in in the spare bedroom, and uh, so much so that like I was kind of like in and out of sleep, and had one of those like I'm awake dreams. Mm-hmm. And it was it was scary. Like there is something like or maybe not scary like boo, but like I just didn't have a good feeling about it um, as if somebody was there. And then there is like this crazy like lightning uh, outside oh, and wow. that that lightning scared the shit out of me. And I like got up out of the bed and like ran out the door to like jump into the bed with Carlos. And then I woke up from my dream still in the spare bedroom yeah 
it like freaked me out again because I was I and I was aware that I was like in and out of sleep because I just wasn't getting comfortable. I could like again like it just was very much like in my face. And I remember waking up and like it was a little more like palpable, I guess. Like I could feel it. And then mm-hmm. again, like that crazy like flash of lightning. It was like so bright as if it was like right outside the door. But it, I was just like so afraid of like this feeling that I had. And then the lightning, I don't know. It's like I turned into like a two-year-old again. I was like scared of the lightning or something. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I said, ran to the restroom. And the moment that I jumped into the bed, I woke up back like in the spare bedroom. And I was like, oh, shit, that was a dream. Like there's no lightning outside or anything. And But yeah, it was fucking weird. Anyway, um, the next night, I said, remind me about my tattoo because uh, – for like the next few days afterwards my side was in pain like as if i had gotten hit or like i had a bruise mm-hmm. but it was right on uh grandma's tattoo that i have mm-hmm. like that's what was in pain was her tattoo Weird. um but it was like my ribs um and i mean like i didn't actually anything? the only thing that i could think and would be like me like at one point it was like leaning on a on a like a bar like a higher taller like bar counter thing Mm -hmm. but i like leaned on it i didn't like bump into it i didn't run into it like i leaned for a little while and like whatever but this hurt like a bruise like yeah like i had gotten hit or well yeah that's the only the only thing that i can compare it to like but and then again it wasn't like physically actually bruised or anything or at least not that mm-hmm. i could see i don't know if like the ink just kind of covered it up or what but because the tattoo itself is kind of purplish yeah so but i don't know and i've still like felt that like thing but it's only kind of kept me up once i feel like i've slept decently well but it's just been all like a constant like leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to sleep. Leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Leave me alone. Like, I don't know what you are, who you are. Just, I'm trying to sleep. But, uh, it was that like that first night and that I slept in the spare bedroom that it was like, Oh, it was like palpable. Mm. Like I said. And then after that night, now I sit in my office and then I feel like have talked about like when somebody is in the room or like walks is starting to walk into the room, you can kind of just like feel, I don't know, call it a pressure, like air pressure change or what, but you just feel them in the room. Right. Um, and I start feeling that and I think it's one of the dogs like walking down the hall like to come into the my office like hey what's up because like they do that sometimes but there's always like that like mm-hmm. click clack of their claws and so I turn around like expecting one of the dogs to walk through but I'm like oh there's no click clack uh, someone just walked into the office and I don't know who oh, like I can't like I can't see them and I just like will feel it like right behind me just like hanging out and it's again like it's not always there it's just like it's like someone coming down the hall and like i said i'm usually like oh it's the dog or i'm expecting carlos but even him like i can hear his, his footsteps. you know his footsteps and it's just like no it's just that like pressure of like whoosh now somebody's here mm-hmm. and it, other than like that night that i had a nightmare like i'm not afraid of it but it's just annoying because i'm trying to sleep and i don't like the feeling of feeling somebody but not being able to see them so it's like uncomfortable but i guess like that's about it yeah anyway that's that that's crazy (laughs) you always yo it always happens to you man well that's but that's the thing is like sometimes i wish i could see them like you so i can be like is that something or like what what is it that i'm feeling because i hate 
not being able to see what it is. But at the same time, if I saw it, I'd probably be afraid. <laughs> so yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, and what were you th- the this your oh recent, the second thing yeah um so oh yeah okay so I did here let me try and pick up I I did uh what you call it another market yeah oh. it was an aura reading but I I I went to you know to sell another market and they have this like aura like photo thing and like tells you about like your chakras and everything um anyway so the very first time that I had ever done like an aura reading. Uh, was here in Austin at like, you know, a gem or like metaphysical shop. And I remember being so excited because they're like, your aura is lime green. Like you have a lot of yellow and green and like it just, it created like a lime green. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my favorite color. And lime green is, um, I guess like the aura of like a teacher and, you know, a nurturer and like a, like wanting to help people and like health, you know, like a nurse or something kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty spot on. I feel like I'm always looking for like the broken people or or they find me. And um, but also, I, yes, I very much always want to take care of like that called me mom in high school because I'm like, why are you out drinking? You're not old enough yet. And like, are you throwing up? Do I need to hold your hair back? And and I was an instructor, martial arts instructor, and I love teaching. Anyway, I got it done again recently and I was like, oh, no, yeah, like last time, it, you know, when I did it, it was green. And so it's going to be green again, right? And I'm so excited. And although there was green, like in the outer aura part, like the main aura color was orange. I was like, fuck, that's like one of my least favorite colors. Like I was bummed that it wasn't green. And then I started reading about like orange auras and like how they are. And they are more creative and more like love, like making stuff and like creating things and like working with their hands and learn. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting reading. I was like, oh, that's pretty spot on too. But I was like, man, I, I guess it's all bullshit because like at first it was green and now it's like orange. And but I started thinking. Time. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I didn't make that connection until like hours later that at the time when I had first done it, that I, uh, my aura was green. I was a martial arts instructor. Teaching was my passion. Even when I left that, I was like, I still want to be a teacher. Like I love teaching, seeing kids like expand their minds and like learn new things. Like that was my passion. That is what made me happy. Even though, yes, I was technically creating because I was a cake decorator. It wasn't that never made me happy because that environment was a, a good place. Toxic. But teaching. Yeah. But like teaching, I was always, that was my happy place. So yes, teaching was my passion. So my aura was green. And then when they said orange and it's like, oh, creative. I was like, well, I mean, I am creative. I was like, oh, shit. But my creativity now has like taken the forefront to teaching and everything else that I was doing before. I no longer look for the broken people or have them find me. Um, So, I mean, it made sense. And I thought it was pretty fucking cool that like I was upset about it, but that change made sense with like what I was doing in my life at those points. And yeah, so I thought that was cool. And, and the other really crazy thing, and I, I don't, I, I'm wondering if it'll click with you because I told you this um, during one of the last episodes, but again, it tells you all the chakras around my, the, my heart chakra. There is white, like this white aura around the heart chakra itself. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that. Um, I've never had that it, like in my own photos that I've taken. And I was kind of confused by that because white and Nora is 
more of like a spiritual thing. Like if you have a white aura, you are like enlightened and like the spiritual mm-hmm. person, whatever. Um, and then uh, Jerry, who's doing like kind of like explaining everything to me, she said, usually when people have white around them or like in their auras, they have whether it's like a guardian or a, a family member or some spirit mm-hmm. like with them. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I hope it's my grandma, you know, and but like not really sure. And then again, I walked away and then it clicked. Do you remember the reading that I got last weekend? What I talked about? Oh, about grandma. What she did at the very end. That she was like sending love and light towards you or something like that. Heart heart energy. She's like, you're surrounded in green and the heart chakra is green. She's like, she's just sending you all this like heart, like heart energy or love energy. And like, she's surrounding you in this green ball of light, like the heart chakra, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And then that's the one that was lit up all white when I got my reading. So I was like, oh, and I started crying like an hour later when I processed the what, like connected the dots, I guess. My left side got all tingly. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So, ah, lucky you, man. If if anybody actually does like know more about auras than me, or actually I have an aura book, I'll have to go look. But but you know or have more information about like what white around a chakra like that in an aura is, please feel free to reach out and talk to me and let me know what's up. Well, I think Craig, right? Craig, if you're listening, he yeah. reads, doesn't he read chakras? I feel, I think he said that. Oh, right? Reiki. Yeah. He does. Oh, he Reiki. Does Reiki. I mean, which, uh, but yeah, it has to do with chakras. But yeah. Maybe, maybe he might know. Yeah. He sent us a message, but, and I forgot to ask him if we could share it, but I'll, I'll ask him later and that'll be for the next. Oh, could we'll share that with the next one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, guys. So the moment you probably have not been waiting for. Sorry, I was going to show you. Oh, okay. The oh, picture. wow. Where I see how it's all white. Yeah. I can yeah. show you my old one too and just show you the difference. Maybe I'll post it. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's but, still a lot of green around you, dude. No, no, no. Yeah. And, but that's the thing is like we have like our outer and then our inner and then our chakra. Like we have, there's multiple layers of an aura. So I, I do mm-hmm. have like a shit ton of green still. Yeah. But it's mostly just orange. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had – I probably still do honestly have the printout of the very first time I got it when it was greens and yellows and turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's cool. Sorry. I'd, I'd like to do that at some point. I feel like mine would just be all black. No, I'm just kidding. No. That's what I thought for mine. <laughs> I will say – no, but it was insane because like I, I have done it one more time like in between. It was the first time I did it at Red Feather and mm-hmm. I was going through it like I was – you know, fucking life is peaks and valleys, right? I was kind of kind of in a little valley area and, and was feeling not so great. And I did it. And like literally the report was like, you're sad. You're depressed. You're stressed. And I was like, yes, I know. Thank you. And I was like, fuck. And like, it just, <laughs> like, I, I didn't need to pay you to tell me this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like seriously, that's what it was. And then so that's why I was like, I want to see if it's going to tell me I'm de- if I'm depressed again. And like I got it done. It's like, you're great. I'm like, Okay, I feel great, so it made sense. And then, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. All right, so if you guys listened to last week's episode, uh, we had talked, Martin had told us, uh, our guest, Martin, who's also our cousin, told us about uh, this event that he was going to be doing. So this past weekend, Sunday, I went to the event. If you saw our stories, I posted about it. Uh, and we also ma- I also made a post about you know some of the pictures that I took. So um, on Instagram... I let you guys know that I just gave you like a little bit of like what the pic, like 
what was in the pictures, but I didn't really give a description. So I guess this is when I'm going to do that. So, so the first picture is just basically the inside of the fort. I think in that building, that's, uh, he said that they have all the relics and stuff from, from that time period. So, um, yeah, so that's one of the things uh, at the very top of that first picture, you can see all those little holes. Uh, if you slide over to the next picture, those are those holes there. Those are the troneras that he had mentioned where they fi- they would fire their rifles from and where uh, I don't know if you remember, he mentioned about people seeing like glowing eyes out oh, through yeah. those pe- peepholes. So those are those uh, those holes where you could see uh, where those eyes are seen. I will say uh, this this event was at seven. He said seven to eight. Um, I think he may have thought that it was going to be darker because when he showed up, he was like, oh, man, I thought it was going to be darker out here. He had like a lantern and everything. Time and was, change. Yeah. So um, and I was kind of hoping that we would go into the into some of those buildings, but uh, we didn't really get to go into them at that time. I guess, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I guess since it's the first time he's doing it, he was trying to feel out to see mm. you know. Yeah. How the how the event was going to go, you know, and stuff like that. Stories were great though. Like um I can't say that they were bad or that it wasn't interesting cuz it was. Um so the next ep- uh image or the next thing there is a video of Martin in it's in Spanish so um, for you Spanish speakers obviously you you understand what he's saying. If you don't speak Spanish or you don't understand Spanish, um the gist of what he was saying is in that gate that that you do see briefly in the video, um he said that there's a wall down there. It's an archway, actually, a brick archway that, that's been um, covered up with more bricks. And he mm. said that it's it's been said by people that there's tunnels down there. Or it's a system of tunnels, actually. Uh, he said that the tunnels um, lead to a school that's nearby. There's also It also leads to a theater that's uh, in the downtown area, which is about five five six blocks away and around there yeah so it goes down that way and then to a church that's also in that same plaza and the the palacio del presidente which is like the mayor's office i guess which mm-hmm. is across the street from that church the church that i actually that my wife and i actually got married in uh-huh. um yeah so those those tunnels supposedly lead to all those areas and there was three kids at one point that supposedly snuck in from the school that the tunnels uh, is said to lead to that they went into a room and they got into the tunnel and they ended up getting in trouble two of them got in trouble because one of them stayed behind because he was like oh hell no i ain't coming out of here until you know i'm safe like it's safe to come out uh and then he ended up coming out later but they said that the tunnels were so tall that or that the tall the tunnels were tall enough to fit a man on a horse so like I don't know, Probably like twelve foot, twelve feet, yeah, maybe yeah. roughly, um, maybe like nine. The horse is like seven. I I would say like about well. six, say like six feet on the horse, and then like give or take about another three feet for a man's torso. So like say yeah. about ten feet. Mm-hmm. So these tunnels were pretty tall. Um, but they do say that that it is kind of a myth or a legend and it's never been confirmed because obviously they're not going to tear into the wall in, in, in that video. Mm -hmm. Um, because 
you know, that's a historical site. And they, I believe he did say that they've brought archaeologists from, uh, like from the capital and of, of Mexico. And they've oh. tried doing like, uh, tried to like, I, I don't know if it was like sonograms or something that they try and check the ground to see if there's any like, um, signs or anything of, of tunnels down there. And that they said that they didn't find anything. But again, there have been people who said that they they've been in the tunnels. So yeah, we don't really know. Uh, believe. Yeah, uh, and it was kind of interesting because there was a guy that like he was not, he was part of the tour as far as being a spectator. He wasn't you know oh you know what you I don't mean? work there. No, no, no. Um, and he did say that he went. He actually went to this that school in uh, that that he talked about uh, that Martin talked about. Morelos, I believe it was, is like a block away. Um, he said that he went to that school, and that that's actually a legend, like among people. He said he went in '97, and I believe this happened in like I think the '60s mm. about the kids going to. The, so he said that he heard about that legend th- almost 30 years later, it's been like passed down from generation. Yeah, so yeah. it's and and they he always thought that it was like just some bullshit story that kids tell each other in the school and mm-hmm. stuff. But he did say that. That there is one room that's locked in the school that they're not allowed to, uh, like go into. Yeah. Uh, he also did tell us that um, the peloton. I believe that a, a peloton is like a troop. So in Mexico, not at, the bike guys. Yeah, not the bike. <laughs> um, it's um, they have like at a certain age. I believe. Well, I believe it's at eighteen or after eighteen, you have to go into military service. But, um. I believe before you like it was oblig- obligatory that you or like you did like a raffle type of thing at the end to where like you had to see whether you did stay or not. I, I could be wrong about that, but I, the the boys do have to go in after eighteen and like for a certain amount of time be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's that long, but uh, at the very end of it, I he said that the last bit is that they were forced or like they're told that they have to go stay at the school. So every like student or like man or soldier, whatever is put into a room and they have to spend the entire night there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they said that they heard some crazy stuff. Um, I believe he said that they've heard horses and, Mm -hmm. and other kinds of things there. But the thing is, he said that that part uh, of the fort, because the fort did extend out that far. Uh, he said that that was a plaza, so it was a wide open space where they kept like their um, their guns and and all that stuff, their ar- their artillery, their armament. So he said that there's no um, well, because he did mention stone tape theory at the very beginning of his. Mm. Well, he didn't say specifically stone tape theory, <laughs> but he he mentioned about yeah. like you know stone you know recording yeah. stuff and that the energy and he. So I was kind of like. Did we teach him that? Yeah. Um, but so he he did say that that a lot of the stuff like around like you know in the fort it's made of stone it's got those big yeah. stones and stuff but in that plaza there wasn't really anything like that but mm. it can still be heard like you can hear the horses uh, and stuff like that in the plaza oh, so okay. that's pretty crazy yeah um, yeah so the next photo after that video of Martin is actually that archway um, I kind of the tour kept going and I kind of stayed behind to take the photo. <laughs> Actually, this is the second photo because I, that I took because I thought I took one the first time, but either I moved the camera too soon or something, but it came out all like oh, weird. Good. Yeah, so I had to go back and take it. So um, I didn't get to mark it, but you can see down where those bricks are laying there. If you zoom in a little bit, 
there's kind of you can kind of see the outline of an archway mm. and so that's the the archway that's said to be covered up and that if you went down in there you would probably find that supposedly yeah. there's tunnels down there yeah so the next the next photo there is a photo of a lady called uh, named Maria Maria del Pilar. Um, yeah, I can't read the last name, but it um the Garza, but yeah, the Garza uh, is the last part, but I can't I don't um, can't make out what the so it's a G Garibay I think is what it is Garibay de Garza. Um, so her, this photo is in the room where that piano that plays on its own is. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then I'll say these next few pictures. Uh, so then the next slide is, or the next picture is a picture of, uh, of this man named Ignacio. Um, Zam- I think it's Ignacio Zambrano Sequin. Um, and the reason I took a picture of that one was because when my wife walked into the room, she kind of like got weird vibes. I don't know if it's just because the uh. photo looks creepy or <laughs> something. And the room was dark when we walked in. So uh. she said like she got kind of like weird vibes off the photo. So I just took a, a picture of it. It is pretty creepy. Yeah. And then the next photo, I just took a photo because that area was really dark. And uh so I just wanted to take a photo. There was another photo and I did take some video and there was like a lot of little orbs, but I'm hundred percent sure it was just dust. <laughs> so I, I, I was, the I'm not, just I, hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But honestly it was, it was just, I'm like a hundred percent sure it was dust because yeah. like you, you turn on the camera or like when I had the camera on, I had obviously the flash on so I could mm. illuminate it a little bit and it was still, yeah. it was like super blurry. I couldn't see back there, but like you just see all these little like, Dust uh, or dust particle things like flying towards the camera so i was like yeah, yeah. i see this in my security camera all the time yeah. i'm pretty sure it's dust <laughs> yeah um so yeah i didn't make a big deal about it so the the crazy thing that i kind of mentioned in i believe in the post was we were taking the tour right mm-hmm. and like I said, we didn't get to go into any other rooms. The only reason we went into this room was when was because when we stopped in front of it, Martin started talking about the piano and how it plays on its oh, own yeah. and this and that, right? Uh-huh. So then after that, we moved on to another like little room that was next door to it. And he was talking about how in that room, like some tables moved around and then like a security guard freaked out. It was some chairs. I'm sorry. He freaks out, goes get to get the other security guard, comes back. And he's then he tells us that both security guards like were all brave and stuff, but then they saw now that tables were moving as well side to side, and mm-hmm. it's like that's not supposed to happen. And they completely freaked out. They're like, "Yeah, fuck this!" So they left. <laughs> and so then, so Martin's telling us this, and then we uh, that this is also when the discussion about that legend um, at the school and stuff like that. We were talking with a yeah. guy, and then we just hear like the ladies in the back that were recording Martin and stuff that are that work there at the at the place they open the door for some reason and then all of a sudden you just kind of hear them not scream but they kind of like you heard them react to something over there Uh so we all turn and originally when we were there in front of the room the lights were on and they like they turned the lights on they they opened the door and when they opened the door the lights in the room just they shut off so we were like what the hell so then like obviously everybody went over there 
And then I had a recorder with me and I had an extra phone just in case like I was able to do it. But the, I think we got there a little bit before Martin. So we couldn't, I couldn't talk to him ahead of time. So mm-hmm. then, so then I was just kind of like, uh, can I go in there real quick? And then, so, and I started walking into the room before they had even answered. And then everybody else was like, oh, can we go in? So then like uh, everybody man. went in. Yeah. And then the girl was like, there was a girl that was there and she was like, can I play on the piano? I was like, uh, oh, was she asking you? no, she didn't ask me. She asked, oh, oh, okay. but I was just kind of like, why dude? Like I was going to try and do some stuff in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been able to anyway. Like I did start recording and I asked a couple questions. Um, but there was a lot of like people talking. So, mm. I mean, I'm sure you could probably still hear something, but you know, there's a, there is a lot of noise pollution. So yeah. it'd be kind of difficult. Um, <clears throat> and that's when I took the pictures and, you know, I tried to separate myself as much as I could from the people to try and, you know, see if it was a little bit quieter. Um, mm. But I don't know. I haven't listened back to the the recordings yet, so I'm not really sure um, yeah. if I got anything or not. But if I, I when I do listen to it, I definitely will tell you guys if I hear something. And I think the recorder's got a USB so I can always upload it and send it to Michelle listen. or oh. yeah <laughs> or listen <laughs> on GarageBand and train you know I was gonna say and you can listen with your good headphones thinking like oh. I don't have to listen to anything you're like and then send it to Michelle and she can I was like god damn it no 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 <laughs> I, I'm just saying to upload it oh like, okay you know, okay okay, you know okay. What I mean? yeah no I'll listen to it but I'll send okay. it to you to like upload if I do get anything like, or hear thanks anything for, <laughs> thanks for volunteering me yeah. what I need no, to no. do um so then afterwards, actually, when I stepped away from the group, Martin came up to me and I was like, it's and I told him, I was like, it's because I brought a recorder. I was kind of hoping that I could maybe leave it in here, you know, a little yeah. bit, you know, and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, dude, like, no problem. And so everybody started like walking out of the room and the girl played like a little bit on like she literally like, hit a few keys. Mm-hmm. And then I think the girl, I think the lady asked her if it was out of tune and she was like, oh, a little bit. And I mean, she she must have hit them pretty hard because you could it sounded okay. Like it yeah. didn't, you know, it sounded okay. Um, so then we, as we were walking out, Martin was like, well, if you want to leave the recorder and uh, he goes, that's fine. Cause I think the tour had basically ended already. Mm. So then I was like, all right. So then I put the recorder down and I asked just a couple questions. I was like, if you can please record, like try and speak into the microphone. I'm going to leave this here for you to speak into. Uh, if you could tell me your name, uh, if you're a soldier, you could tell me your rank or any information yeah. that you want to tell me this and that. And I walked out. Only thing is, like in my head, like I had it in my head. Like I was like, okay, if Martin gives me the okay, like I'm going to say a prayer before I put the thing down. I'm going to record, like put my phone down to record, you know, so I can see if anybody walks in or not. Uh, And then, you know, after I'm done, I'm going to tell them, you know, that they need to stay here, blah, blah, blah. But then everything happened so fast and it was so like chaotic. I didn't get to do any of that. And then later on, like uh, Joseph was like, yeah, dude, Uh, he was, I was telling him that I got like, really excited and I didn't react the way that I thought I would. Like I, I, like I said, I usually thought that I would be like scared. Yeah. But I was actually like, let me go into the room, the dark room. Uh, Granted it was daylight outside. So I don't know if it was, if it was nighttime, if I would have reacted the same, but I was still pretty excited to go in there and see if I could get something. Yeah. So he was like, just make sure you're safe. And I'm like, give me some pointers on being safe. He's like, say a prayer, tell them that they can't leave with you. I was like, I did not do any of that. And he goes, ah, don't worry about it. You should still be fine. I was like, all right, next okay. time though, I will do that. Yeah. And so I left the recorder in there and I stepped out 
And then I was like, oh, please, everybody move away from the window because everybody congregated around a window that was like next to the piano where the recorder was sitting. So I was like, oh, it's probably going to record like I'm probably going to hear everybody like talking. But at least like you're aware of that, though. Like, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. you can look out for that. And I mean, if somebody does say a name or say a rank or something like that, I know what the conversation was basically. So if if I hear something that wasn't in the conversation, I'll, I'll know, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was something else. So I'm kind of excited to listen back on that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, I, he did say that, you know, if, if later on, you know, just to get in contact with him and see if we could set something up to where we could actually go back and try and, you know, record yes. some stuff, take pictures and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to see if I can try and uh, do that. Uh, cause that'd be pretty with fun. Me when I go. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can like if whenever you come down here we can try and talk to him and see if we can get in there and then we can show you some of the other haunted areas that we talked that he talked about take pictures and stuff like that next time you are down here we can try and see if we can talk to him or we can try and talk to him now to try and set that up for when you do come down. yeah yeah for sure um and like i said we could show you um some of the other like we can we don't have to wait until like obviously witching hour because that'd be super late but we could do it when it gets kind of dark and then we can go have fun afterwards. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so, yeah. So then the next image, um, that's a tower. Uh, I, I, If you remember, I believe he did tell us about a story about a girl who was set to, like, be married off to a, a French oh, yeah. soldier or milit- a, an officer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she because she didn't want to marry him, she ended up jumping off of the tower. So that's the tower where she jumped jumped from, and she ended mm-hmm. up dying. Um, and then the next picture is a view of from like the front to where of the, and you can see that tower. And they say that that you can actually see the girl in that tower yeah. uh, where she jumped from. So yeah. And then that last, the very last image is the school that supposedly the tunnels from the fort lead to. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it was kind of crazy because we when we did get there. There was a light at the back where, like, that was just kind of like flashing, almost uh, like, I guess, I guess, like a security light type of thing. But oh, it was okay. weird because it was just like blinking, just kind of fast. Uh huh. And and they they did also say that there's a mural there. I don't know if they said there was a demon on the mural or if just there was something in the mural that looks wrong or like looks demonic or something. Mm -hmm. And they say that if you look at the photo, like if you look at the mural that's painted and if you just stare at it, you start to feel like just energy coming off of it. Like it's just really weird, Mm -hmm. uh, a very weird image or not maybe necessarily the image being weird, but like if you just keep staring at it, you start to get kind of like weird vibes Interesting. there at that school. So Yeah. So yeah, guys, that was that was a little bit of the the tour that we did. Like I said, it it was the first one, so I, you know there were some kinks that I think he's he's gonna maybe try and work out. Um, but it was fun. It was cool to be able to like again hear the history and then hear those legends of things that are seen there. You know, along with that history of of the the fort and the city. You know, so yeah. Did you freeze or did you just stop? Nah, just, just, I just uh, stopped. Talking. I mean, it was like. <laughs> well, no, you've frozen a, a couple times. Well, okay. So have you, 
and I didn't want to say anything, but you froze when you you were talking about uh, the the lights turning off or whatever. Oh not, man, not, I know. Yeah, that's I didn't want to say anything, but like so that's why I was like, did he freeze again? But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say that I've I've felt pretty good. I've slept really well. I haven't really felt anything like around us or or anything like that. So, so whatever you kicked out of your house, you sent over here. Apparently, I was gonna say that, dude. But I <laughs> I was like. I was gonna say either that or your 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 cleansing didn't work when you whenever you did it, or me trying to help. I was fucking summoned it over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I but I did think that too. I just don't want to say anything. It's fine. I'm <laughs> no. Uh, um. Well, I mean, like I said, well, when I did tell you, like I, I told you that it was the same kind of thing where like I was asleep and I felt like it was in the room with me. Yeah. I you am, know, but that's that's all I ever feel. So for me, I'm yeah. just like, that's, but, that's what it is. And but again, like the only reason we did do the cleansing was because of the dreams that you know she started having and stuff. So yeah, I forgot to mention one other spooky thing that happened at the house, kind of when all Your this was house. happening. Yeah, my house. Okay. Yeah, um, was that I was in my office again? Like I said, I it feels like people, someone's like walking down, like to like. And, and I always think it's the dogs. If you say they played well, with your hair, I'm gonna. No, 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 no! Okay. Shut up! Ugh. Oh God, this door is partially open. It's freaking me out now. <laughs> um, no, I was in my office and the door is open, and then I think it was either if it wasn't our bedroom door, it was the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. But one of the doors in like this little because it's like a little hallway and it's like spare bedroom, my office, and then our bedroom on the right, and then like straight down the hall is the restroom. So everything mm-hmm. is down this little hall. Yeah. All that's to say, multiple doors. So I hear a door close and the dogs start barking. And Carlos is like, Stop it, guys, it's just your mom. And I was like, That wasn't me. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, that wasn't the dogs. That wasn't you. And he's like, no. And I like got up from my desk because I was like, fuck. But all the doors were closed. Like, all, I mean, all the doors were closed. Yeah. So it was like a door shut. But I that wasn't. Out yeah. And so Carlos is over here telling the dogs to calm down. Like, it was your mom. I'm like, but that wasn't me. I thought that was you. Yeah. Kind of thing. And uh, yeah. So. That was a fun little moment. I, I just like that it triggered, like it just came into my head about that creepiness. That's crazy. And, and, and I will say like um, when the AC kicks on, like, yeah, if there's yeah. a door that's open, that, that happens. That happens mm-hmm. all the time here. Like that is a regular thing. But this time it didn't because the AC is so loud. Whether it's the AC or the heater, we all you can hear it turn on. Mm-hmm. There's no AC. There's no heater. There is nothing blowing. It's just the door closed. The dogs went ballistic, which the dogs never go ballistic as we move in and out of the rooms and close the doors. Or if if the AC closes the door, they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's time they gave a shit. Wow. And that's why Carlos was like, calm down. It's just your mom. And I'm like, but that wasn't me. That's crazy. And I was by myself in the living room or in my office. And I was like, Ugh. But again, it's not. It's just kind of like, I mean, kind of like, I guess, like you said, like, right. We, we thought we would have one reaction. And granted, like. It makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't like it, but I yeah. wasn't like freaked out by it. I was just kind of like, I wasn't like terrified of it. I was just like, what the fuck? That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I'm going to do something about this door because like I said, it's open and my bedroom light is off and 
Yeah, I just I just closed the window. Like I dropped the shades on the window because I was like, I'm tired of having this window yeah. open and looking out into the darkness. It's not fun. Yeah, you should probably get into uh, some stories, huh? I was gonna say I we turned this episode into another Eric and Michelle episode, and <laughs> we haven't done any stories of high strangeness. So, uh, hey, yeah, but that was an important update for like when you added my stuff was probably all bullshit. Maybe I'll cut some of it, but uh, yours I mean, is important. I was interested in what you had to say. Because you're my brother. You have to be. I don't have to be. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Should I go first? Yes, ma'am. All righty. So this one is a huge fear of mine. Oh, before you start talking about oh, huge no. fears of, of yours, um, Valeria has a doll for you. Yeah, no. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I, and then I, and oh, well, that's what I was going to lead into, too. Damn it. Yeah, well, sorry, this is an Eric and Michelle show here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went to an antique store because we, Carlos and I have been watching this show where they listen to the radio and they go antiquing, whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but he's all hyped about like antiques now. I've always loved antiques, but anyway, we went to an antique mall. I found a piece of furniture that is now going to be my altar that I'm going to fix up. How did but... you guys get that home? You don't have a truck. My Kia damn yeah no it was actually funny i had to push the both the the seats up like as far as they could so i was literally like on my fucking like steering wheel steering wheel like i'm like it's okay this is worth it it's fine <laughs> but i mean it was it's like a 15 minute drive like it wasn't super far but um yeah. but yeah it fit in my car barely but it fit in my car uh but um there is a ton of creepy ass fucking dolls in this antique mall, of course. And you picked one of the fucking creepiest I've ever seen in my life. Really? You think so? I, I yeah, like, dude. I think, I think about her now, and I'm just like, no, like you're cute. Like I don't mind you. And well, and you I can will have say, the one in the garage. No, I don't. That one looks that a lot one. cuter than the ones you have. I don't know. I don't want that one. Well, <laughs> I I liked. I'll, I'll have to post. Oh no, I did. I posted a little video of her when I when I was thinking about getting her and the other thing that was like fucked up was she didn't have a price. Like they put mm. like the dollar sign and like, they're going to fill it out and they didn't. And this like antique mall, and 66 cents. right. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but no, like this antique mall has like a basket full of like unmarked items, like cannot sell kind of situation. And mm. so I was like, Oh, I don't want her to end up in there. And so they called like the person and he like gave the price. I was like, fuck it sold i want i like i need i need her now at this point because she's gonna go perfect on my altar but she is go ahead. what she's a nun you good yeah i'm good oh. i'm gonna ask you something oh, after okay. you finish selling okay this. she's a nun she's got like all like a black puffy dress and like her black veil thingy and like a leather like it's super like worn like collar white collar like they do and her eyes open and close and like flutter because it doesn't just like straight open and close. They like flutter down flutter up and she has a, a black rosary as well. So I was like, she's she's a holy woman. She wouldn't be haunted. You've never seen the nun then, have you? No, I know. It was probably like bad on my part, but I think she's kind of cute. Like she's just creepy enough, but like not super spooky. And so far, like all the stuff that I was talking about that's happened at the house at the house so far was before I got her. So okay, so that she, was my question. Yeah, no. I was like, did that happen before or after you got the doll? No, it's actually been kind of like. Well, I also haven't been here like the last two days, 
but uh it's i feel like it's been pretty quiet or like you know it's normal like since i've gotten her and like i even told her i was like i'm gonna display you i just need to work on where i'm gonna display you and then i will put you up somewhere so she's like still in her bag i should probably take her out before she gets pissed and like does start being creepy um but yeah so the doll that we have Uh one of two things is gonna happen you're either gonna come and throw her away at some place. I am not my, gonna. Uh, not my trash can, because I'm <laughs> not throwing her away. Because the last thing I want is to throw that shit away and it end up in the same spot that it started. Or two, you can take it with you and ask Bill and Tanya if they want it and see if they can. Well, why don't you just ship it to them? I'm not shipping it. I'm not. Why? That's, that's your doll, dude. It's not that's, my doll. I was gifted your, that doll. I never well, would have picked that doll. It's I picked yours. this doll because she didn't scare me. She was gifted to you. No, I don't want that's, her. That's your doll. I don't want her. I will anyway, put it in your bag before you leave next time you come down here. It's not gonna happen. This uh this doll this doll's fine. She'll be fine. She's good. You're taking that doll. Hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have to read these stories. People don't want to hear this crap. All right. So well, I did say it was one of my worst fears, and we started talking about dolls, which is my worst fear. Actually, but this is another worst fear. Of well, mine. That, okay, because that, that's why I brought it up because oh, okay, you had okay, mentioned okay. the worst fear. Well, I'm trying to embrace my fears, and so then you can embrace that doll all you want. I'm good. Dude. No. Anyway, okay. So this uh, this one is by Mick Kimball zero six six four. Um, it's called "Bought My First House and Found Out It Was Haunted." So that's kind of a fear of mine is buying a house and then it being haunted and that's always feeling like I have well. to, right? So Bill and Tanya would say, oh, I love it. I know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. So it goes, I bought my first house in 2003 and was over the moon. Shortly after moving in, two of my neighbors began joking with me about the ghost in my house. Well, I thought they were joking. So I played along and pretending I had seen one and it was no big deal. Well, as time went on that summer, I met more and more of my neighbors, and they all brought up the same topic. Finally, an elderly woman on the block who was quite kind and friendly told me a story, told me a story after I'd asked her. I knew she wasn't going to screw with my head, which is why I asked in the first place. Turned out the previous owner purchased the home and never lived there because she said it was haunted. Sounds of the night of footsteps and sobbing and glimpses of a man sitting in the kitchen mm. covered in blood. One of oh, my neighbors <laughs> one of my neighbors helped with the renovations of the house and said that he was putting up drywall and he felt something lift up his dreadlocks. Though I've had personal experiences before, it had been years, and by then I just chalked it up to night terrors. One day I went to the one day I went to a small neighborhood video store to rent a movie. I had to fill out a form with my demographic data and then my credit card info. The owner of the store looked at my form and said, oh, my God, you live in that house? <laughs> Fucking worst nightmare. <laughs> 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 uh, so it says, uh, I asked her what she meant, and she explained that her former employee, employee had trigger warning guys committed suicide. Uh, in my house she came to the house as soon as she'd heard but the house had been uh, taped off by police as a potential crime scene she told me that he had just moved into the house and with his partner and called his mom because he wanted to invite her over to meet his partner and come out and come out to her um 
This was in the early 90s when being gay was a big deal. His mother already knew he was gay because he bought a house with a man and disowned him right over the phone. The same week, he received a letter from an HIV testing center stating that he had tested positive for HIV. This is when HIV was a death sentence. He then sat at the kitchen table, ate a bowl of cereal, and put a gun to his head. I'll say that. Uh... She, or sorry, since then she had multiple paranormal experiences in the store with videos flying off the shelves and even levitating off shelves. The most uh, I have experienced is sounds at night, sounds of Cheerios being poured into bowl. I don't eat cereal, and sounds of sobbing in the kitchen. I often awake to both. I remember my grandmother saying, "When the dead come to you, they want something. Perform an act of charity in their name and pray for them." So I did. I sat down at the kitchen table one night and lit a candle and told him that each night I would recite a novena, novena prayer, novena, yeah, novena, a prayer for him before a lit candle. On the ninth night of the first novena to Saint Anthony, patron saint of lost souls. Good to know. I'm gonna hold on to this information honestly, because. I feel like it may be fitting for whatever's going on here or whatever is here. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. Uh, on the ninth night of the first novena to St. Anthony, patron saint of lost souls, I heard uncontrollable sobbing. I felt a strong presence of grief and despair and the sound of hyperventilating breathing as though someone could not catch their breath. I sat in the presence of this knowing it was not malignant but rather a connection of intimacy and compassion of which he was in need. For 45 days, I said a novena prayer before a lit candle for his soul and had a mass said in his name. A few times I had awakened to feel his presence standing over my bed, but knew it was not a malignant presence. This still happens from time to time, but less and less frequently. It's a little sad. Dang. Sorry, that was kind of a low like yeah these my stories don't get any better oh let's at least the next one that i have is like it's actually three stories but they're not that long so i'm gonna tell them anyway uh it's a cop so that one's not but then the one after that is kind of like oh damn Mm. i always find those (laughs) the second one is like similar to like other stories that i've told before but it's just crazy Mm. but anyway let's go with this cop story okay that's yeah that was kind of i don't know it's it was too real sorry like yeah but no it's it's fine it's i can't imagine like seeing those things in your house like you buy a house and then yeah hearing and seeing all that stuff just yeah i don't know anyway so this this cop well i believe he's the cop his name is jester on it's from reddit and it's jester jester 0745 experiences encounters by a police officer i've been i've been in law enforcement for seven years and have three situations worth sharing first i responded to an apartment for a wellness check god damn it dude always fucking do that i responded to an apartment for a wellness check on an older lady who hadn't shown up to work for two days ended up getting inside to find the lady deceased I'd been in the apartment for about 15 minutes by myself and waiting for a supervisor to respond. 
During that time, I was searching for next of kin info for notification and nothing strange had occurred. I found her phone in her purse and started looking through recent calls and found a frequently called contact. Supervisor shows up and asks if I found the next of kin info. And I said, there's something she's called frequently in her phone call log. Could be a son. At that time, the smoke detector beeped. Not chirped. Beeped. Twice. My supervisor, my supervisor and I looked at the smoke detector and didn't notice any flash, uh, flashing to indicate a dying battery. My supervisor said, try calling the number and see if it's a son or a relative. The smoke detector beeped, not chirped, beeped twice again. I called the person from the call log and it was indeed her son. I was on scene for another two hours processing the scene, waiting for medical examiner paperwork, etc. I was in and out of the apartment during this time and the smoke detector did not beep again. So like I guess it was like the lady being like, yes, that's my son. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the second story, I responded to a possible burglary on a on a night shift. The report came in I like this one. The report came in that the homeowners believed that they had heard something in their basement. I responded out and did a quick exterior canvas of the house and noticed a few ground level windows that were all secure. I could see into the basement and didn't see anything of concern. I made contact with the homeowners, two adult sisters. They stated that they had heard what sounded like furniture slash items moving downstairs. I asked if anyone else was in the house, and they stated there wasn't. They they reluctantly added that they had thought that the place was haunted. I was directed towards the basement door, which they had... uh, Which they had... Oh, which they had pushed a couch in front of. So just in case there was anybody down there, I guess I proceeded downstairs and stopped at the landing where I could see a full view of the basement lights were already on. And I noticed a bunch of miscellaneous boxes were stacked oddly centered against the back wall. Side note, I responded to some of the high, some high stress calls in my career, active shooters, active hostage situations, cleared buildings with armed individuals inside. Nothing has compared to the level of uneasiness. I felt once I crossed the threshold of the entryway into the basement. Every fight or flight sensor went off and the hair on my neck stood up. I felt unwelcome. I quickly checked around the boxes and went upstairs to let the homeowners know. I found nothing. Never got a call to the house again. So don't know if they had any issues. Lastly, an old platoon I used to be attached to frequently responded to an allegedly haunted motel for its alarm system going off. One of the supervisors ran into the current owner who was rehabbing it. The owner offered to give me and the platoon a free tour on one of the, our evenings off. We accepted and had a few odd things occur. The place has a long history of death and odd occupants when it opened in the early 1800s. The tour guide took us to one floor, specifically a room that he stated had a known hostile spirit. The walls of the place were just framing, so you could walk through the 2 by 4s to access everything. Myself and the guys from my platoon were equipped with pretty high-end flashlights, which we made sure to charge slash replace batteries before we went to this tour. I had my flashlight on and walked through the framing of this spirit's room. As soon as the flashlight broke the threshold, it went out. I clicked it on and back off. I clicked it off and back on to no result. I stepped out of the room and and it immediately came back on. Didn't have a single issue with the flashlight prior to entering or for the remainder of the night. Mm. So this one is by Wolf underscore Dream. Uh, 
and it's called My Trip to the Slaughter Yard, a story my mom wouldn't tell me until my 30s. Okay. I know, yeah. I know, that's why like that caught my attention. I was like, wait, I need to, to hear about it. And and like I said, again, this is on the longer side, um, so I'll try to not fuck up and, and read kind of quickly. Um, it says, so let me start by saying I enjoy writing, so this will be long. <laughs> it is nonfiction, though but will hopefully be an interesting read. I also admit that I have absolutely no memory of this experience. I was a little over two years old and was just starting to walk on my own when this event took place. My mom only told me this story around three years ago when I turned 32 and was about to get married. My mother was raised in a very tiny fundamentalist Christian community and had no belief in the paranormal. She believed that our souls sleep until Judgment Day or something like this. Ergo, there are no ghosts or spirits to haunt houses. Even over 30 years later, she still sounded terrified as she told me this. This woman who'd always talked about way, who always talks way too loud was literally whispering by the end of it when she was as white as a sheet. I believed her completely and still do. My mom never talks about stuff like this. I'm just glad I can't remember it too. In 1988, my parents had their second child. This was my brother, Victor. And that's a fake name. And I, I didn't make say, it. No, no, no. Is this Victor's brother? Right? No. It says Victor. It says alias. So I didn't pick the name. This is the author picked the name. Mm. But his brother's name isn't actually uh, Victor. Uh, we were very crowded in our rented flat with two babies. My parents decided to move to a rambling old, rambling old two-story farmhouse on a seven-acre plot in southern Ohio for more room for the family. It was way out in the sticks and took almost an hour to get into town from there. My mom said the first time I saw the house, I freaked out. I was crying and saying things like, Don't like mean house. Mean house, ugly house. Don't like. Scary house, mama. Don't like. I hang around kids, so I don't know why I had to read that in a kid's voice. It, it works. It works. All right. I was like, now I feel stupid for doing it, but no, no, you're good. Anyway, all right. <laughs> My mom says this behavior was very out of character for me, but I stopped complaining about the house after a few weeks, so she chalked it up to stress of the move. Now this house was ramshackled as fuck, and in the middle of nowhere. The kitchen was the kitchen was to the far rear of the house and until recently before we moved in still had a working ancient wood burning cooking stove against the back wall this had caught the back of the wall on fire a couple months before we moved in and caused a lot of damage a lot of this damage wasn't fixed so my young broke parents got a very cheap rent agreement got to love the 80s um on the second floor directly above the kitchen was a locked room that's like okay sorry <laughs> See, okay we're going into the whole locked room they're probably going to open it that that's one of the things about this this tunnel i was like man yeah. they should like knock down this wall and you know mm-hmm. see if there's a tunnel down there then i think if they knock down this wall maybe they're just going to release like a demon or something i mean we'll find out <laughs> the landlord claimed it was or it had heavy fire damage, but her son, who had done the repairs, claimed the only fire damage left was in the kitchen since it had been the worst and was beyond his skill level to fix. Either way, the landlord was adamant that the room was off limits, and my parents always respected that. 
I would have looked 100% LOL. Is what the author says, but... Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> no, that's not me. That's the author. I wouldn't have moved into the fucking house if they said, okay, you can be here, but you can't go into that room. We've been like, mm, no, thank you. Tell people that's how scary movies start. That's true. I know all this because I heard stories about the crappy farmhouse with the creepy door my whole life, and there were pictures of us in and around the farmhouse. The locked door was right next to the upstairs landing, so there was no avoiding it, and both my parents have told me it gave them the creeps. <gasps> Speaking of it giving the cre- creeps, sorry, it's kind of off topic, but on topic, I saw Sasha this weekend, right, because of the market. She gave and- you the creeps. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know why we I brought up oh the downstairs I think we were talking about Valeria doing her mom or Theo Coco's nails and she's like that room always gave me the creeps and I was like right and I, I mean we got into it she's like I don't know why like there is nothing like in it or whatever and I told her about like the Ouija board and like other stuff but I was like yeah Eric and I just always hated that room too and like we blame our grandpa uh-huh. yeah. yeah but so it wasn't just us two, like it was other family members or other cousins and stuff that also had issues with the house. So yeah, I don't know. That was a nice little like validation, I guess. Okay, so um, a few months after we moved in, my mother and I were in the yard with our uh, pit slash Doberman mix boss. She was hanging laundry, and I was rolling around with the dog. She said that she just she said that just as she noticed that everything was way too silent. Boss started to get ape shit from surprise- surprisingly far away. About 500 yards from the house on the left, there was a small duck pond. Boss was in between the two, running towards my mom, then turning and running back towards the pond, barking frantically the whole time. My mom saw something thrashing around in the middle of the pond. She took off towards the water full speed. Boss beat her there and drug me out of the water himself. And he says, thank you, pupper. Love you. <laughs> although my mom was confused how i got so far so fast and how i got into the center of the pond since it was over my head and i couldn't swim she figured she underestimated me and brought in the baby gates and play pens i was to be contained from now on okay i'll just keep reading <laughs> uh, a few weeks later she was cooking downstairs boss was outside victor asleep in his crib and i was in my playpen in my room upstairs I also had a gate on my door and one at the top of the stairs. The stairs ran up from the side of the kitchen, so my mom said she could listen for us crying or fussing while cooking. My mom said no longer than 15 minutes after the last time she looked at us kids, boss started going crazy again in the yard. She runs up to check on us. Victor's still sleeping. Every baby gate is still shut and locked, but I am not in the room. A frenzied search reveals I'm not in the house at all. Back in the fucking pond. Yeah, sudden image of boss saving me from drowning causes my mom to rush outside to see what he's trying to tell her this time. She said he was running in circles in the yard, barking controllably, barking uncontrollably. When she got outside, he took off towards the right, away from the pond. He would run ahead, turn around, and bark at my mother, wait for her to catch up a little before racing off again. He ended up leading her almost a mile and a half out into the dirt road that separated. (laughs) That separated, I told you it was good. That separated our property from our neighbors. He led her to a thick strand of trees on our neighbor's side of the rocky drive. 
She said what hit her first was the foul stench of advanced decay. She plowed into the trees with her heart in her throat and her stomach full of ice. Oh, I felt that. That was, I liked, that was, that was good writing right there. Okay. She said she noticed many piles of corrugated tin, tarps, tires, and other debris. The miasma? Miasma? M-I-A-S-M-A. Sure, miasma. Miasma. Was emanating most strongly from these junkyard cairns. Cairns. Picking under a sheet of tin, she discovered the extremely decomposed corpse of a butchered cow. As she headed deeper into the thicket, there was a tree where the tree cover was denser. She said less care was taken to cover the remains. Grizzly pieces of bones and rotten chunks of bovine littered the area. Apparently, our neighbor, in an effort to cheat his taxes, had been illegally slaughtering cattle and hiding the remains in at least one of the few thick strands of trees around. She found me dead in the center of this thicket, just standing there looking around like I was confused, surrounded by carnage. She said I didn't seem scared or anything, just standing. She rushed over to me and, after ascertaining what I, that I wasn't injured, began questioning me on why I was here how I got here, etc. Keep in mind that although my mother said I started speaking very young, I still didn't have much of a vocabulary. She said I told her, with that serious look only small children can give, that the children brought me here. Oh, sh- <laughs> shedding her pants at the children thought... <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, shedding her pants at the thought that anyone, even children, could walk right past her through the kitchen uh, get me from upstairs and walk right back past her on the way down the stairs and out with me. She demanded to know what children and where the hell they are now. I looked at her dead serious and told her the ones that live with us in the room at the top of the stairs and that, <laughs> and that he didn't see them anymore. Oh, dude, I just got the willies, bro. <laughs> I was thinking uh, teleportation, not fucking I, uh, children. For for a while, I was like, so. Well, I mean, it still could be aliens, right? Because like yeah. they're little, he could think they're kids, maybe. maybe. And what if it was like cattle mutilations and wasn't actually the neighbor? Okay, I don't know. After a moment of stunned silence, she started asking all kinds of questions about these quote-unquote children however she told me that i refused to say anything else she said as long as she questioned me about what happened i would just stand there staring at her with a serious expression of my mouth closed she said this uh, same pattern held true every other time she brought it up to every other time she brought it up to me so she always left wondering she was always left wondering and immediately began hounding my dad about moving closer to town while the incident with me getting to the pond was highly unlikely it was at least remotely possible. My mother is adamant that me being in the hidden slaughter yard that day was flat and possible. She says there's no way I could have even known it was out there, much less have the ability the ability to open and relock a baby gate, get downstairs past her, and end up about two miles down the road in this place in under 15 minutes. I was only two... Yeah, I was only two and as slow and clumsy as most toddlers are. As I said, she's still shaken by it after 30 years. Personally, I have no idea what happened that day, 
Um, and I thought about hypnosis, but haven't yet decided I really want to remember. Yeah, don't blame you. Maybe it's better to let it be a mystery because whatever the fuck those things were, I really don't think they were children. Aliens. It's crazy. Yeah, because I was going to say that I like the fastest I ever did a mile and a half when I was skinny was like. I mean, I know people can do seven, five minute miles, but those are like adult people that are super, super fit. And yeah. like the most I ever did was maybe like 15 minutes. Or a little bit more, maybe like, yeah, about about 15, a little bit over. And that yeah. was like when I was in pretty decent shape. Uh, obviously, from the videos, I'm not that shape anymore. But for a kid, like a toddler to a do. A two-year-old, they're tiny. Yeah, a, a mile and a half to two miles in less than 15 minutes, like that's not possible. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody was like, your dog deserves a medal for being the goodest yeah, dude, boy ever. badass dog. <laughs> I mean, Doberman and Pitbull. Pitbull. The, well, I don't know about the Doberman, but I know for sure the Pitbull yeah. were like, those used to be nan- like nannies. Used to leave, yeah. yeah, nanny dogs. Uh, and it is miasma. And it's miasma. a highly, yeah, highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this person's fucking throwing out SAT words at us. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I tried. Tried my best. Anyway, so this is, the story is from Reddit. And it's from user Dark Elysium. I'm not going to say the title because that would give away the story. So 15 years ago at 17, my boyfriend and I were coming home from a date when we were in a car accident. A drunk driver T-boned us at a light. I was severely hurt and they thought I was going to die. Unfortunately, my boyfriend did die. He died on the scene. He was my high school sweetheart and and I had known him since kindergarten. It was extremely hard for me to lose him. It is still hard to talk about. The last thing he did was take his hand and try to embrace me from the impact. No. And tried to brace me from the impact. It started about two weeks after I was able to go home and five, week, five weeks after the accident. I would wake up to him screaming my name. I just thought it was a dream, but one day I heard him call, by, call me by my nickname that he gave me. And I saw a silhouette of a shadow figure sitting on the other side of the bed. Then it disappeared. There are things like this constantly, even now. I've never told anybody because I didn't want my family to think I'm crazy. After five years, I finally decided to move on and met someone else after college. We decided to move in together. I was packing my stuff and decided to leave my stuffed animals with my parents to put in the attic. I know I had every... I know I had put every stuffed animal in a box because I'm kind of ADHD and I check and recheck, but when I got to our new apartment... The stuffed animal my deceased boyfriend had given me for my 16th birthday was in one of the moving boxes. Mm. I still continue to see his shadow and hear his voice, but still never mentioned it. My boyfriend and I decided to get married, and then we had two kids. My son is about four years old, and last week he was in his room playing, and I heard him talking to someone, like it was a real conversation. I just thought maybe it was him using his imagination. I walk in to ask him who he was talking to, and he said, you know who he is, mommy. It's my son said my deceased boyfriend's name. She didn't put a name. So that, and then Mm. that's what it says after that. I asked him to repeat it in case I misheard. And it was his name. I asked if he talks to him a lot. He said, not a lot, but sometimes I haven't told my husband about this as I'm scared. And it's a conversation I don't want to have. 
He doesn't believe in ghosts. I'm scared he will think I'm nuts. Sometimes I wonder that myself. But my son, but now my son is involved. So I'm here asking if anyone can tell me that what this could be. Could it really be him? What should I do about it? If it is something, could it hurt my son? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think it's anything bad. I just think that the son is at the age where he can see and, yeah. and stuff like that. And, and he's probably seeing the boyfriend and he just, the boyfriend stuck around because I don't know, they had a strong connection. I mean, yeah. they knew each other since they were little and, you know, and maybe he does need help crossing over, crossing over. like something. And he's just going to like the last person, you know, that he mm-hmm. was with or Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think... I, I, and and I don't know about the whole telling the like. I kind of feel like no, don't tell the husband because I don't know. Like, there's people who are like jealous, you know. And if he doesn't believe in ghosts, like, I feel like it could be a whole thing. So I just feel like don't tell him anything. Well, if he's not the jealous type, then tell him. But he if is he is, don't. Type, don't. <laughs> That's because sad. like like literally when I read it and she said that like I figured like I I, ha- I put like a whole scenario in my head yeah as you know so I was just like I don't know I don't think it's a good idea but you know yeah I didn't read the comments to see what people said I should have I read the comments for the other story oh um the Bigfoot one but yeah I actually had a comment but I'll save that for next time it's a it's a pretty good I think you'll like that one too okay. but um yeah I don't know. That's that's how I feel. I don't think it's anything bad. I mean, I, I'm sure it could be scary for her, but if the son is like, if he's talking to him and and he's not like, um, what's it called, expressing any kind of fear or, you know, or anything like that, I don't think it's anything that she should worry about personally. But I'm not an expert, so all right, all right, guys. So those are some of our experiences from this past weekend. Um. My guess Michelle's was it's like about a week or two. A week, yeah. Uh, that was the and and like I said, the if you saw the post, you know, awesome. If you didn't and you're listening to this, go check out the post, and though you can see the pictures that go along with the stories that I was telling. Uh, like I said, I'm hoping he does do more of those, and and hopefully we do get a chance to like go into that room and you know do some you know, recording and stuff like that. And hopefully I did catch something on an EVP or or get an EVP. That'd be pretty, pretty dope too. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so sorry we took up so much time and (laughs) uh, promise the next stories of high strangers will be more stories, you know, I mean, they they were high stranger stories too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't apologize. (laughs) You never apologize. You always apologize and you retract And then I don't apologize. apologize. Exactly. So you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to stop apologizing. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, if you guys would like to get into contact with us, uh, go check out our website. And that's webelievedyou.com. On the website, there are tabs where you can find all our social media. So make sure to go like, follow, and share on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And Twitter. There's also a link. Uh, there's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website. Or click click the link and listen on Spotify or Apple Podcast or any of the most popular podcasting websites. You can also give us a five-star rating, which helps us move up the podcasting rank so more people can find us. And if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read that on the on the show. If you want to rock any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs. There's a donate button if you really want to help us out as well.
And finally, if y'all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us what you want, telling us that you want to be interviewed uh, or and we can keep you anonymous and only share information that you want to share. You can also send in stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you want to send them in Spanish, we can translate that for you as well. So don't be shy. Share your stories with us, guys, because we believe. Do you 